Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to Valentine's Views for Monday. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. And if you're listening across the Big Blue View Radio Network, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View here. And it is, of course, roster cut down time for the New York Giants and for teams across the NFL as they trim their rosters from 90 to 53. Giants already began that process on Sunday with uh, with 11 roster moves, placing wide receiver Bryce Ford Wheaton on IR and cutting 10 other players. We have a tracker running at Big Blue View. If you, uh, if you missed any of those cuts, please check the tracker. Check the tracker throughout the day on Monday and Tuesday as the Giants continue to make moves to get their roster to 53. All right, what I thought we would do, uh, in my live stream on Sunday, I touched on some of the roster situations, but I thought that what I would do today is do a full roster projection show. And what I'm going to do is base the the projections on the uh, on the 53-man roster projection that I posted at Big Blue View on Sunday. And, and I'm not going to strictly go by that roster projection. There may be some changes as we go through it. Uh, things have already begun to change because of some of the information that's filtering out, some of the things that have already happened. So this is not going to exactly replicate the 53 that I did at Big Blue View on Sunday, but it's going to be pretty close, and we'll use uh, we'll use what I wrote, what I posted on Sunday, a- as the basis for uh, for our discussion as we go through it. All right, let's uh, let's start on the offensive side. We'll we'll start at quarterback. I have Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor both making the roster. I have Tommy DeVito out, but I have DeVito making the making the practice squad. Listen, you know I I've gotten some pushback from people who think that that I'm being uh, that I'm being tough on DeVito but listen I think he's an undrafted free agent nobody had any expectations I didn't expect him to even make the practice squad he has done better than expected I think it's very very easy to get carried away when you watch a player like DeVito in the preseason and think oh he should be the number 2 quarterback he should be the backup but I tell people, slow down a little bit. Tyrod Taylor has played a lot of football in the NFL. He's played well at times in the NFL. You want a quarterback like Tyrod Taylor on your roster if you're a team like the New York Giants who wants to go to the playoffs, who wants to have a winning record. You want to have an experienced backup quarterback who's been there and done that. Tommy DeVito has earned the right to stay on the practice squad to develop. Maybe one day down the line, he could be number two. But to me, that time is not now. I think he goes to the practice squad and and continues to develop as the Giants keep Tyrod Taylor as their backup quarterback. Running backs, I have four guys making the roster, and I'm going to stick with that. I have Barkley, Matt Breida, Eric Gray, and my fourth spot, I have going to Jay Sean Corbin over incumbent Gary Brightwell. Brightwell's been hurt for a couple of weeks. Jay Sean Corbin has done a pretty decent job. 
don't bother looking at the at the preseason statistics for Corbin. The 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 yards per carry doesn't look good. I don't have it in front of me, but that has more to do with the offensive line play than with anything Corbin has done. I think that Corbin has earned that spot over Gary Brightwell, who who could land on the practice squad. Tight ends, Darren Waller, Daniel Bellinger, Lawrence Cager, that's pretty easy. Tommy Sweeney probably lands on IR after his uh, medical event last week. In, in fact, after he missed a full season due to COVID-19 related myocarditis a couple of years ago with the Buffalo Bills. Sadly, this could be the end of Tommy DeVito's NFL career. We'll have to see. I mean, I don't, I'm not privy to the medical reports, but I just wonder, you know, what exactly happened with DeVito the other day at practice. And I just wonder if playing football at this point is a good idea for Tommy Sweeney. Chris Myrick, unfortunately, Suffered a, a broken hand, it sounds like, during the the Saturday game against the Jets. So he could be headed to IR as well. That leaves undrafted free agent Ryan Jones as a potential practice squad candidate at, uh, at tight end. Wide receiver, as I go through this. In my, proje- in my projection on Sunday, I had six players making the roster, and I'm already wrong about one of those guys. I had Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, Sterling Shepard, and Colin Johnson. On Sunday, the Giants cut Colin Johnson, so that's uh, that's my first miss on this 53-man roster. And listen, I until I made this projection, in prior projections, I had the Giants keeping seven players. And I had them keeping seven, thinking that Wandale Robinson, who's been on PUP coming back from his torn ACL, would be back in time for the regular season. In my projection, I said that I figured he would land on the on the physically unable to perform list to start the season because he missed all of training camp. He didn't practice at all. Dan Duggan of The Athletic reported Uh, during the day on Sunday that his information is that the Giants will remove Robinson from Pup and put him on the 53-man roster by Tuesday at 4 p.m. and when the deadline to to set the roster is. And that changes a lot of things for the Giants. That makes Wandale Robinson the fifth, the actually sixth wide receiver because I think Sterling Shepard is making it and uh, I don't think Shepard would have been on the field the other night. I don't think he would have been returning a punt. I don't think the Giants would have been as careful with Shepard throughout training camp, giving him lots of veteran days off, managing his workload. I don't think the Giants would have been so careful with Shep if they weren't planning on having him on the roster. The question here is really whether or not the Giants keep a seventh wide receiver. And at this point, the seventh wide receiver would be Cole Beasley if the Giants keep one. I don't know how healthy Beasley is. I don't know if Beasley would would accept a practice squad slot. But right now, I think if there's a seventh wide receiver, I think it's it's pretty much got to be Cole Beasley. I feel really bad for Bryce Ford Wheaton, who had uh, 
earned praise from GM Joe Shane. He had earned praise from special teams coordinator Thomas McGahee. And it looked like his special teams potential was going to get Bryce Ford Wheat in a roster spot. But the torn ACL he suffered against the Jets on Saturday has ended his season. And uh, we'll have to wait until next year to uh, to see if Bryce Ford Wheaton can become a player for the Giants. All right, on uh, on offense, we we have to discuss now the the final group on offense, and that's the offensive line. I have nine players making the roster: Andrew Thomas, Ben Bredesen, John Michael Schmitz, Mark Lewinsky, Evan Neal, Josh Azudu. And listen, I don't know what the starting guards are going to be. The Giants have uh, have played musical chairs at the guard spots with Bredesen, Glowinski, and Azudu. If it was up to me, Glowinski would be the right guard, Bredesen would be the left guard, and that would be that. I think those two players have clearly been better than Azudu throughout the summer. And, and I think that if the Giants want to put their best lineup on the field, I think that would be it. Glowinski at right guard, John Michael Schmitz at center, Ben Bredesen at the left guard with Josh Azudu as the first guy off the bench uh, on the interior of the line. As the, the other reserves, I have Tyree Phillips, who can play guard and tackle, did a good job last year subbing for Evan Neal at right tackle is actually probably a better guard than tackle though i have second year man marcus mckethan fifth round pick a year ago big strong guy who i know the giants like i have mckethan making the roster largely because i don't think the giants want to risk losing him which could happen if they expose him to waivers and try to get him to the practice squad i think on game days the Giants are only going to dress eight offensive linemen. McKethan would probably be the inactive guy most weeks. But I think they'll keep McKethan on the roster because they don't want to risk losing him. I have Matt Pert making the roster as well as another backup tackle. And listen, Pert was atrocious on Saturday night against the Jets. He was horrible. Committed two penalties, gave up two sacks. Gave up four other pressures, missed a block on a uh, on a run play that led to a four yard loss. Had a horrific pro football focus grade. It was an awful display for Matt Parrott, and it makes you just cross your fingers and pray that Andrew Thomas stays healthy all season. But the reality of it is, even if you if you watch social media on Sunday, which I've done. As, uh, as teams begin to make roster cuts and begin to make moves to try to fortify their rosters. Offensive linemen are getting shuffled all around the league. Teams all around the league are looking for offensive line help, whether that be backup interior guys, backup tackles. Everybody's looking to upgrade the backups that they have. The Giants won't be the only team looking. It's not going to be easy for the Giants to upgrade from what they already have. The Giants are 26th in the waiver claim order entering the 2023 season. That corresponds with where they were in the NFL draft order. So Anybody that the Giants put in a, a waiver claim on 
after cuts are made, after cuts are finalized at, on Tuesday at four o'clock, anybody they put a claim in on, they won't be awarded that player unless the 25 teams in front of them do not claim that player. And and the way that, that teams are so needy when it comes to offensive line help, I can't imagine that the the guys who would be the the top guys that might get released, I can't imagine any of those guys actually falling to the Giants that far down in the waiver priority order. So it's as much as as much as Matt Parrott has not played well this preseason, as much as he makes everybody nervous because his his play just doesn't seem to match his his athletic traits. It's going to be very difficult for the Giants, I think, to find someone on the waiver wire or in free agency who is a clear upgrade from Peart as a swing tackle. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's, uh, let's turn to defense. And we'll start with the defensive line. In my projection on Sunday, I have six defensive linemen making the 53-man roster as of 4 o'clock on Tuesday. The reality of it is going into week one against the Dallas Cowboys, I only expect the Giants to carry five. I expect them to carry Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Raheem Nunez-Roches, A. Sean Robinson, and highly impressive seventh-round draft pick Jordan Riley as their five defensive linemen. In my projection, I have second-year man Ryder Anderson making the roster, and that is because I think that what's going to happen with Anderson, who suffered a triceps injury early in training camp, I and uh, Brian Dable said on Sunday 
that Anderson's still going to be a little bit yet before he's ready to play. I think that what's going to happen with Anderson is he will be on the roster on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, Anderson will be moved to IR, short-term IR. And, And that's NFL bookkeeping. The way that it works is... If they IR him without putting him on the 53-man roster, if you IR any player before he's on the 53-man roster, he's lost for the entire season. So what the Giants would probably like to do here with Anderson, and, and what I'm assuming that they'll do is put him on the 53, and then on Wednesday, they will move him to injured reserve where they could bring him back after four games, after a minimum of four games, uh, to to supplement the the defense, to supplement the defensive line when he you know, theoretically should be much healthier than he is right now. But but that's a a lot of the the roster management, the the roster sort of uh, juggling that happens at this time of year. The the roster that you see on. Tuesday at 4 p.m. is not going to be the roster that you see by Wednesday afternoon. It's not going to be the roster that the Giants have in week one when they face the Dallas Cowboys on September 10. It's an initial roster. So really, you'll see some juggling even you know once this roster is announced. And the defensive line here with Ryder Anderson is a place where I expect that to happen. Second-year man D.J. Davidson didn't play on Saturday. Coach Brian Dable said that that's sort of the rehab plan for Davidson. They really didn't think he was ready for game action. I expect Davidson to probably land on the practice squad. Giants will pass him through waivers, and considering that he hasn't played at all this preseason and that he suffered the torn ACL last year, I don't think anyone's going to claim Davidson because they just don't know exactly what they'd be getting. So I think Davidson clears waivers and, and makes it to the practice squad. Next up, I have the edge position. And in my initial projection, I have only four edge rushers. I have Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Jihad Ward, and Toman Fox. And I have O'Shane Zimenez, who was a backup last year. I have him out in this projection. And and the reason for that is I look at the acquisition the other day of Isaiah Simmons and Isaiah Simmons will be listed as an off ball linebacker, but Isaiah Simmons is a guy who will likely play off ball. Some he'll play out on the edge. Some he'll be a chess piece for Wink Martindale on defense. I think that the presence of Simmons makes uh, makes it less of a need for the Giants to to carry a fifth edge rusher as but uh, I I could see O'Shane Zimenez landing on the practice squad although I don't have him there currently but it, if he passes through waivers uh, perhaps he lands there just as a uh, as an insurance policy for the Giants but I think they can get by with four simply because of the presence of Simmons That leads me to the inside linebacker spot. I have five inside linebackers. I have Bobby Okereke, Micah McFadden. I have Simmons. I have Darian Beavers. 
and I have Carter Coughlin. As the odd man out here, I have Cam Brown. Cam Brown, special teams player, very good special teams player, in fact. But Brown has missed two or three weeks now with an injury. He's never developed into a guy who really could help the defense, could be trusted on defense. I think he only played three defensive snaps all of last year. We saw Saturday night that Carter Coughlin, in an emergency, can hold his own defensively, had a couple of tackles for loss in 15 or 16 snaps, something like that. Not a guy that you want playing a high number of snaps, but a guy that that in an emergency I think could hold his own as a uh, as a run defender and, and maybe even add something to the pass rush but i think uh, i i think that's five i think beavers can maybe go outside if you need him to go outside on occasion coughlin can go outside at something he did in college and he's done a little bit for the giants as well so with simmons and beavers and coughlin on the roster i just don't see a need for for a fifth true edge defender at cornerback I have six players making the roster in my Sunday morning projection, and I'm not sure that six players are going to make the roster. The way it worked out, I had an extra spot, and I gave it to one of the cornerbacks. I have a Dory Jackson, Tay Banks, Trey Hawkins, Cordale Flott as four locks to make the roster. In my projection, I gave spots to Darnay Holmes, and Amani Oruwarie uh, to to fill out the cornerback slot. I have Zion Gilbert, who suffered a hamstring injury Saturday. I have Gilbert going to the practice squad. Aaron Robinson, who's been on PUP the entire preseason, starting the season on PUP. We've heard nothing about Robinson coming off PUP, so the uh, the belief has to be that he won't be part of the 53-man roster when the season starts. I think that... Uh, Oruwarie and Holmes, if only one of them makes the roster or if both of them make the roster, their roster positions would have to be considered very tenuous. I think that the Giants could easily look for someone on the waiver wire to to supplement the cornerback spot. I think Holmes makes the roster the way that I have it now, provided he's willing to take a pay cut simply because the Giants are starting a Dory Jackson in the slot. They determined in the offseason that they they preferred Cordale Flott outside. So they need a backup in the slot. Zion Gilbert is hurt. I don't know if he'll be ready to open the season. So, so Holmes sort of makes the roster by default. Oruarie is a veteran player who honestly I didn't think was really was great in the summer, but I have Oruarie making the roster. As uh, as insurance on the outside, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, let's go to uh, to safety, the last position on the defense, and I have five safeties making the roster. I have Xavier McKinney, I have Jason Pinnock, I have Dane Belton, I have Nick McLeod, and the fifth and final safety spot I have going to undrafted free agent Alex Cook who had a pretty impressive preseason, was very, very active Saturday night against the Jets. And listen, that spot for me would have gone to seventh-round pick Javarius Owens, 
Owens suffered a hamstring injury on uh, on Saturday against the Jets. I don't know what the severity is, but just working off the off the possibility that Owens would not be ready week one. I'm giving that spot to Cook. I also have veteran safety Bobby McCain signed in the offseason as a free agent. I have McCain not making the roster either. Honestly, I think if Owens is healthy, I think Owens gets this gets the spot over Cook. We'll find out. We'll, we'll find that out in another day or so. But I'm just thinking that most likely. Owens will will probably not be ready to play against Dallas, which means that uh, that he could wind up on IR. He could wind up pass through waivers as the Giants hope to get him to the practice squad, one or the other. And, and Alex Cook gets that spot. Special teams is pretty obvious. I have Graham Gano as the place kicker, Jamie Gillen as the punter, and Casey Kreider as the long snapper. Really nothing to see there. Pretty obvious watching the game the other night. That, that Graham Gano with his 56 and 57 yard field goals, Graham Gano hasn't lost anything. Also, pretty obvious that uh, that that Jamie Gillen still has a hard time punting the ball where it needs to be punted. Outkicked his coverage for the second time in three games on uh, on Saturday night, a 62 yard punt where he was very very fortunate that uh, the Jets return man stepped out of bounds after a 20-something yard return because that could have easily been the second punt that Gillen had returned for a touchdown this preseason. But as of now, I have Gano, Gillen, and Kreider taking the three spots as specialists for the Giants. And and that's a look at my 53-man roster projection, Giants fans. We'll see how close I get to being correct here uh, over the next day or so. Deadline for setting the initial 53-man roster is 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Waiver claims can be made over the next uh, the next day or so following that. Waiver claims can be uh, will be announced Wednesday at noon. So uh, we'll find out who uh, who the Giants are able to add. Also, you know there are vested veterans, guys with at least four years of experience in the league who were getting cut, who will not be subject to waivers. Those guys can sign with anybody. Those guys would be free agents. Maybe the Giants can uh, can get help on the offensive line or at cornerback from, from a vested veteran who doesn't have to pass through waivers. We'll see how it goes. But again, the roster that you see Tuesday afternoon is going to change by Wednesday afternoon, and it'll probably change even more than that before the September 10th opener against the uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.